This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Preview podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans. For Palace fans. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast Episode 8. I'm your host Terence Ford of EdinburghArmy.co.uk and along with Nick Philpott and Albert Curley, I'm here to tell you that it's not our fault that Palace were losing all along, okay? In this episode we have the preview, predictions, the opposition and much more to make up for the missed Chelsea Preview Podcast last week. But for all of that, remember to head over to holradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. Right, yes, I think this week, um, <laughs> I'm really nervous about this. Um, when when we missed the podcast last week and <laughs> we end up getting our first win of the season against the champions of England, everyone immediately pointed to us and said that it was our fault our all fault, along. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, just a point of order in there before we carry on. Can I just point out that some of us missed last week's podcast and some of us didn't? <laughs> Yeah, technically it was probably my fault as much as it was Skype's, but um, we won't get into the technical details of it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just leave that alone. So, I will say, if we do lose against Newcastle this weekend, please don't point to us. I quite like doing this podcast, and I think some of you quite like listening to it. Albert, this is your first one of the season. Do you think it's our fault? Well, I hadn't, I, I hadn't noticed. I hadn't made that connection until you've just spoken about it. So I am considering just hanging up. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. I'm going to get so much abuse when we inevitably lose. Right. Um, one point of order: if you're a if you're a FIFA fan, Wilfred Zaha, team of the week this week as a striker. Nick, you don't know what that means, do you? No, not a clue. Not a clue. Albert, are you past your gaming days? Uh, I dabble, but it's listen. I don't. Um, I'm certainly not a, a team of the week kind of guy, you know. <laughs> kind of guy. Apart right. from De Gea and Sterling, I've got no idea who those other blokes are on there. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Never heard of them. Yes, you only care about Palace, right? That's is this cool. t- is this a team of the week throughout the entirety of football? Yes. Well, the top. Yeah, sort of like the top European divisions mainly. Right. There is a bloke on there, okay, in a blue shirt on the bottom row for the listener to go and investigate. His name is Immobile. 
Well, that's not very good for a football player. Immobile. He's a very, very good striker in Serie A, mate. Everybody knows who he is. <laughs> right, we better move on before we destroy all of our credibility. Um, did anyone see this tweet from... I'll give his full Twitter name because he deserves some followers. At CPFC underscore Tom underscore. Where he basically went through Twitter search and um, put a thread of tweets together of fans from every club in the Premier League who think Zaha is only good when he plays against them and is absolutely brilliant. It is it literally, well, not, I'm not going to say literally because it doesn't cover them all, almost covers every single Premier League team with examples of Zaha literally tears us apart every bloody time he plays against us, but nobody else. Zaha <laughs> becomes messy against us. I don't understand how Zaha always finds his form when he's playing against just us. Zaha always plays well against us. Zaha looking like prime Brazilian Ronaldo against us. And it just goes on and it's just absolutely brilliant that he's just covered them all off. So that's, if you have... that's the narrative that just seems to have been set for him, isn't it? You know, it's like, was it Allardyce? Was he on goals on Sunday? And yeah. why does he not do that every week? And Allardyce, well, he does. It just it doesn't, whatever he does, it seems to just get labelled as, you know, sort of flash in the pan, one, one good game in five when mm. couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, well, especially not over the last 12 to 18 months, I guess. That's where he's really started to put up the numbers now. And now it is really a lazy view that he only does it every now and then. Um, but yeah, so go and look at that, Fred, from at CPFC underscore Tom underscore and give him a follow as well. Next up, we're going to move the opposition fan up the road to a little bit this week. He is um, sat about two yards away from me to my right as he is a work colleague, but a big Newcastle fan. So after this short jingle, we'll be back. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right, yes, we are now... Guys, you have no idea how difficult this was to get this call working properly, but technical difficulties are not killed us this week and we are now joined by our Newcastle fan, Chris Thomas. Chris, thanks for joining us. Cheers, Terence. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. We also have uh, Nick and Albert in the background just chilling there. One, I think Hi. one's drinking beer and one's drinking... No, both drinking beer. Both Brilliant drinking beer. Gym. Welcome, Chris. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. Cheers. Right, Chris, so you've um, you've lived in London for quite a while now, right? Yeah, eight years, mate. Eight years. Eight years. Um, uh, question for you. Are Palace fans Cockneys? Are Palace fans Cockneys? Yeah. It's a funny question because, to be honest, Cockneys... Um, for us, it's a bit derogatory. So I usually think of Spurs fans as Cockneys. Um, <laughs> and and generally, I think that fans of teams from London who are being, who are being a pain are usually Cockneys. So um, <laughs> Palace fans are usually being all right. They're good football fans. So, um, you know, we, we, we get on all right. And so Cockneys, are, you know, we'll get on with these all right. So <laughs> is, that, is that a fair answer? It's West Ham, Dagnum, Redbridge oh, and Leighton Orient. They're Cockneys. That's it. Hate, no one I hate, else. I hate West Ham fans. Sorry. Really hate them. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Nobody likes them. All right. So um, we were speaking earlier in the week after Palace beat Chelsea and um, you said that you were relieved that um, we'd picked up the result before we played you. Well, I think there's a lot of teams who, who think that they're an easy team to beat. So we, we normally are a good team for for teams to play when they've when they've been on a bad run. So I expected that you would have gone all your games, not scored a goal, and then come up to Newcastle and got a win. So I, I thought you'd score against Chelsea, and I actually had you down for a one-all draw. 
but seeing you win, I sort of thought, well, pressure's off a little bit. You'll come up with Newcastle. Fair enough, you'll be you'll be positive, but hopefully that you'll not get the points. You'll not get the points. Well, I'll tell you, since we've returned to the Premier League in 2013, um, after a win, we tend to be really good. So our win percentage in the Premier League is 31% since we returned. But when um, after a win, our win percentage goes up to 43 and 65% of the time we get some sort of results. So um, we're a very streaky team. So, um, yeah, and I, I think that came from Pardew, didn't it? The streak because <laughs> we, we tended to go on winning streaks, but mostly losing streaks under him. So, <laughs> hopefully, that's where that streaking statistic came from, and uh, and it won't continue this weekend. I'll tell you what, I was nearly streaking when we beat Chelsea 2 1. I can tell you that much. <laughs> that's that's um, something no one wants to see me, nobody needs to see <laughs> or wants. Um, so Good start to the season for you guys. Um, what, what do you think has been the main difference between um, the squad that got relegated a couple of years ago to the squad now? Yeah, I think I think it's um, it's a sort of passion and a belief in, in in wanting to win. I mean, Newcastle fans quite often get called deluded, um, and what we've always said is is we just want to see a team who tries. Um, there were people who were critical of the the, the signings that came in. But if you look at some of the players like Marino, who, who's come in on, on a loan deal from Dortmund and has, has been permanently signed now, you know, unspectacular player, but, but working really hard for the team. You add in players like Hayden, um, Lascelles, youngest captain in the Premier League, and they all look like they want to be there. Um, and I think that makes a massive difference because, you know, if, if we lose a game, but it looks like we've tried really hard, we don't mind that. Um, and, and I think that, that's the big difference. The other bit is we look more organised. So we're going into games now and it, it, it feels like we're not going to concede. We seem really well organised. The defence look like they all know what they're doing. Um, to be fair, we're trying to hit, hit out on the break, but as a newly promoted side, that, that's all right. Mm, definitely. Um, it sounds like fans after our own hearts, right, guys? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we, love it. we love a trier. Um, yeah. Just watch out for like, that transition. Yeah. <laughs> if Padre shows up saying transition in playing style, mate, be worried. No, oh, mate. I, I guess you've got Padre out of your system. Try not to speak about him. <laughs> results have slowed down for you a bit in the last couple of games. Um, are you, is there any concern there? Um, I mean, look, we... They haven't slowed down necessarily. I mean, we, we drew at home against Liverpool, which was a good result. We drew away at Southampton. Could have had all three points. But again, good result because I've been down there a couple of times and we've we've shipped, what, four, eight, 11 goals in the last three visits to Southampton. So to go and compete and feel unlucky to only get one point, um, you know, th- those last two are, have been all right. I, I think, as I said to you earlier, we've, we've got a couple of what we would call winnable home games coming up against Palace and against Bournemouth. Um, and, and for us this weekend, it, it's it feels like we need the three points because if we draw or lose, we'll not have won in three games and then it starts to look like results really have slowed down. Mm. So with the start that you've had and the players that you've brought in and what Rafa is trying to do, keeping you organised, just saying, try not to lose games. Uh, do you think you're going to stay up this year? Yeah, I mean, we've we've had a good start. You, you compare this this season to the season we got relegated. We're three points at this stage of the season. Uh, I think we've got 11 points this season. Um, we look more organised. Um, I've been saying for the first few games, there's three worst teams uh, in the Premier League. To be honest, usual one of the ones I would have referenced. <laughs> I think, uh, I, I, you know, for your sake, I hope you turn the corner. And I, I actually think in terms of quality on the field, you've, you've got enough. Um 
but you look to sort of Bournemouth and you look to to sort of Swansea and 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 I think we can I think we can stay up. I mean, we're, we're ninth at the minute, eleven points. We're past quarter of the way to safety. Um, if we finished seventeenth, I'd, I'd bite your hand off. The other thing is we've got takeover talks now, and 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 look, we've we've been uh, we've been lied to before as a fan base. But if we can get sold and and get some money into the club, um, it could be really exciting. But but yeah, I, th- I think we'll stay up. I think we'll stay up. Yeah, that's interesting. That so as a, as a Newcastle fan, how do you how do you feel about it? What in your ideal world, what happens when you sell the club? Um. I mean, it, it's interesting to hear from Ashley that he wants to bring in someone who's going to invest. Um, so apparently, and, and as I said, pinch of salt with anything that Mike Ashley says, but um, <laughs> apparently we want to find a buyer who wants to invest in the club to make us better. Um, now, do I want us to be another Man City or another Paris Saint-Germain? I, I don't know, because I, like I like having our club. I like it being a local club. Um, I, I kind of want a, an owner who, who invests... But at the same time, understands that the locals understands what we want. You know, we, we don't want to, we don't want to be rebranded as the Newcastle Magpies or or, or, <laughs> or something stupid. You know, but but if you if you say to me we're going to invest heavily in players and you're going to win games, oh me, who who doesn't want that? So you know, we're all sort of we're all hoping for the best at the minute and, and expecting nothing. But if we get a good a good buyer in who who puts some money into the club and, and sustains us as a Premier League club and gets us back in into Europe, then of course we're going to be buzzing. Well, I think since um, we got American joint ownership coming in December of 20, 2015, I think it was, yes. I think we've averaged less than a point a game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, be... that's what we don't want. Yeah, you've got to be careful <laughs> what you wish for. And I just... Um, an interesting thing that I've, I'd like to ask the away fans is, what, 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 what do you make of Palace from afar? Uh, I mean, you've got quality in your side. Um, you know, regardless of the playing style, and, and, and I think... You know, I don't think you you gave De Boer enough enough time, and and I think a lot of people might might agree with that. Although it's a it's a results business, you, you've got players like Zahar, who you know other other teams are saying is world class, and um, and and you've got Townsend, who we had a couple of seasons ago and and, and really liked, and you've got Kabai. You've got on paper a good enough team to start knocking on the door of the top ten. Um, and, and actually, you've had a bad run this season. I watched you against City away, and and, and of course, City are blowing teams away. But you you hit the post, and you look positive, and 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 actually, you know, I, th- I think you've got enough to to continue in the Premier League and and stay up. Um, I mean, you have you, you you didn't buy a striker, and I think that's that's kind of costing you because you you've got to find a system without that. Um, and and obviously, Ben Teke out injured, but. Um, no, you, it, you should be a Premier League team, and I think even with the start you've had, I think I think if you'd lost at Chelsea and you lost at Newcastle and you'd gone that number of games without winning, then it would have become really difficult. But you know, even if you don't get a result at Newcastle, and obviously I hope you don't, um, I think I think you've got enough to 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 come up and 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 uh, compete. Okay, cool. So with with results in mind, what's your prediction for the weekend? <laughs> Um, I mean, I said to you, I said to you earlier. I, I, in my mind, the sort of thing a one-all draw is is the sort of result that if I was betting on, I'd, I'd expect. But uh, at the same time, I'm I'm going to go for a home win with you guys scoring. So I'm going to go for a, um, a two-one win for Newcastle. 
See, he was earlier on when he was sober. It was one-one, three beers, four beers down. He's he's gone for the win. He's not. Well, we get optimistic, don't we? You know, it's Look. it's the problem with uh, it's the problem with being a football fan. That's <laughs> why we keep spending our money. Yeah, certainly do. Anyway, look, Chris, thank you so much for joining us, pal. Really enjoyed that. And um, we'll get you back for the return leg later in the season. No worries, mate. Good luck. Cheers, pal. Bye. Cheers. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, so that was Chris Thomas there, a work colleague of mine, a big Newcastle fan. And um, it's nice to have a fan on who's got an authentic accent, right? You know, that's what yeah, we like. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so we go up to St. James's Park this weekend. Anyone care to hazard how many times we've won in our history at St. James's Park in the league? Four. <laughs> you, haven't okay. the, you haven't read the show document. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Nick? No. no I've got it open in front of me, but I still haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's two times that we've won at St. James's Park in our history in the league. Um, four draws and 10 losses. And we've failed to score in 11 of those 16 games. So that's. Um, some pretty good going there. So, Albert, your your first back this time this season. So, I'm going to say to you, is this the time that we end the 20-year hoodoo? Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I hope if we put in a performance like we did against Chelsea, then there's no reason why we can't win it. Like I said, Newcastle have had some good results. But, you know, they like you said, they've fought a little bit and they've got a lot of draws. And I think Forrest did them at, did them at their place in the cup, the cup, whatever you call that cup that we're in next week. Um, <laughs> the milk cup, Rumbelow's cup, mate. Rumbelow's cup, Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. big, big, big cup full of milk and Coca Cola. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm fairly confident. Like I, said, I, I wasn't at the game on uh, on Saturday, but by all accounts, you know, we we put in a, a stellar performance. So you know, why can't we be a bit confident instead of being a bit down in the dumps? Certainly, right, Nick. Were you at Newcastle those years ago when Matt Janssen and Lombardo scored? Do you know, I've never been to St. James's Park. Um, so, no, I wasn't. There's a lot of stairs there, Nick, mate. You would struggle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the stairs that's so much. It's carrying the oxygen tank up with me. That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> I'm sure we can find someone to help you. Or, or a few people just pull it away as you were halfway up. <laughs> yeah, I'm I sure re- there's, a, I reckon there's quite a few people who would like to do that. You need to wrap up warm as well, mate. <laughs> I recorded a video walking up the steps there a couple of seasons ago, and I think it took somewhere around um, two minutes and ten seconds to get all the way to the top. It's pretty, it's pretty far and intense. It's like a workout. So, um, <laughs> but I think they've got a lift for senior citizens, so they'll they'll let you up, mate. I don't qualify as one of those yet. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we all do or will one day. So, um, right. I don't know about you guys. Um, I got a bit confused now by the starting 11. I don't, I don't know what our best starting 11 is. I'm not sure I knew it before Saturday, but now I'm even more confused after we've turned Chelsea over. Um, Nick, hmm. <laughs> McCarthy had a blinder, and would you really be putting him in your best starting 11 if everyone's fit? Would he be in my uh, starting 11 if everybody was fit? Is he in my favourite 11 at the moment? Probably not. But you, you've got to look at the performances across the board last weekend. How can he possibly change that starting lineup from Saturday? I mean, I know we've got to bring in Fosu Mensa. Um, it's just, it's just crazy. It'll be crazy suicide if if he starts changing or tinkering with that lineup because it was a, 
it was basically a four four two system with a fluid two up front, um, and not one of them let us down. So why would you change it? Why and would of you course, you mean it? you mean Loftus Cheek, not Fossey Mensa. But no, because yeah. Fossey Mensa as well. I mean, what Fossey Mensa for Joel Ward and and Loftus Cheek for McCar- uh, yeah. for Macarthur. Okay, but you say but you say that. Did you not think I thought Joel Ward was had a really really good game against Chelsea? Precisely my point. So why would you change that? Mm. That's exactly what I am saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Timothy Fossey Mensa is probably a player with a bit more ability and potential, but obviously a little bit more raw. And Wald, as the, he's in the last maybe since Burnley, I would say Joel Wald has certainly picked up his form a bit. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> Albert, James McArthur's no look pass. I I kind of thought about it when I saw that he was on the show this week, and um, I. I likened these no-look pass to what your wife must have done when she married you, like sort of no-look <laughs> you, because um, otherwise it clearly wouldn't have happened. Don't really know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> so she, what she, she wasn't looking when I slipped the ring on her finger, so if anyone, <laughs> if anyone did, the, did the no-look pass, it was me. I don't know what to say about that either. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that's not a euphemism and I'll, we'll take it literally. <laughs> um, but, you know, James, James McArthur has been, since he came into the club, has been a really, really solid player for us. And then obviously he went through that period where he got injured and looks a little bit overweight last season. Um, do you think he still has a major role to play for us? I don't know about a major role, but we've got such a we've got such a small you know, a small squad with not a great deal of depth. You know, any any player in that twenty-five or twenty-four, as it turned out to be, you know, <laughs> can cut can come in and can come in and, like you say, like become quite integral. And you know, James MacArthur on his day, like you say, the first sort of eighteen months he was here, he was he was great. So it was nice to see him back in that in that old sort of form, really. So, I mean, the opportunity's there. I think every every player that that contributed on Saturday, you know, deserves, deserves the chance to do that again. Um, even if, you know, we have got these sort of superior loan players from, you know, top four clubs, we, we can't, we can't prioritise getting them in the team over sort of developing and improving our sort of permanent, a permanent squad. So, yeah, I'd certainly keep it as it is. I mean, if, if Christian Benteke suddenly is a hundred percent fit, that's the only change I'd consider making, but, I think that's going to be the case. And worst case scenario, if he's on the bench, we're a goal down with half an hour to go. You can bring on Christian Benteke. You know, that's I think that's all we can hope for, really. Mm. Good points. Um, oh, I sounded like Hambo there when he was talking to Parish. <laughs> yeah, fair do. If, 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 <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do the real Hambo, you'd have gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> oh my god, that that was a great impression. Um, <laughs> so, Nick. Uh, Hodgson pulled a bit of a tactical masterstroke against Chelsea in switching to the four four two or probably, I don't know four six zero. Did we really even play with a striker? And um, it was interesting before the game. Andros Townsend was talking in an interview and obviously knew that Hodgson was going to pull something because they'd obviously been working on it in training and said that he didn't want to disclose too much. But do you think the same formation in, that we played against Chelsea on the weekend would work as well against Newcastle? Yeah, I do. I think, and you know, why would you ch- again? Why would you change it? I don't think. I think Hodgson played a blinder because, to to me, some of it was even contrived. I mean, if you need to get the home support on your side, what are you going to do? You're going to bring back 
your talisman in Julian Speroni and also your second talisman in Wilfred Zaha. As soon as they were announced on Saturday, the atmosphere within the stadium physically changed and we got behind the players. The players responded to the supporters. Uh, so on Saturday, I think that formation running, those two running at the uh, Newcastle back, back line will be a success. So yeah, I'll leave it exactly how it was for that reason. Mm, yeah, I'd, I don't know if it will work as well against a two. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like the way Zaha, I, I kind of did. And it was endearing the way that Zaha talked about that they didn't have a clue what they was doing. So they just sort of run everywhere. He's <laughs> mm. probably a bit honest to a fault sometimes. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, would, I know it'd be interesting. To, I'm very interested to see what Hodgson, Hodgson will do if he'll switch it up because um, I, was, I was very pleasantly surprised with the clear faults that went into what he did on the weekend. And um you know, everyone... but, what, but what's his alternative to put them both back out in the wing and bring Bakary Sacco in? Uh, you, you just wouldn't do that, would you? What, why go back to that? You just wouldn't what, do what that. About, what about Freddie? Either way, Freddie or uh, Sacco, you just wouldn't you just wouldn't bring him in after that performance at the weekend. Just yeah, no, that, that's a fair, a fair point. I mean, a lot of teams and managers will stick around with the starting eleven that finished. Um, the, well, that won the previous game and then as I spoke about earlier when I was talking to Chris we were talking about the you know we have a very good record in the Premier League of uh, putting a win together or at least a result together after a win that's broken a losing streak so it'll be interesting to see what he does um, one thing that does work in our favour Albert is that Stuart Atwell is the ref and um, he's only ever refereed one Crystal Palace game before in the Premier League and that was when we beat Newcastle 5-1. So is that a good omen? I'm, I'm, listen, I'll take any omen, a good a good one, a moderate one. So, yeah, that's, that's a good omen. Um, have you ever worked on any of the omen movies? No, I haven't, unfortunately. I'm slightly too young for that. Or is there new ones? Is it, are they... Probably. If there isn't, Probably. go into the office tomorrow, suggest a remake and you'll be made. Well, exactly. If it's not if it's not been remade already, someone's probably already remaking it. So, <laughs> right. Okay. We'll end that there. Um, head off to a short jingle, and then after that, we'll be back with some predictions. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, yes. So, obviously, we missed the show last week and um, I didn't have time to gloat about my first ever correct score prediction. 
um, in predicting the 4-0 loss against Man United, but we're not going to dwell on that too much. Um, Nick Philpott saying 2-1. <clears throat> but, uh, <laughs> Neither of them count, mate, because the show didn't go ahead. So Yeah, exactly. Well, they do count, <laughs> I'm afraid. And in the current rankings, um, Chris Hambo Hambling is top with seven points this season. And then I believe it's me and Tim are in second on five points. And Nick, you're behind on four. So um, it's uh, early start. Um, have you ever filled it in, mate? Yes. I don't know. Then <laughs> I'm, I'm, sh- I'm assuming you're in, in with a bunch somewhere, the chasing bunch. Fits and starts, you know, fill it in occasionally. <laughs> right um some listener predictions uh tristan has said score draw will lead but be pegged back i think andros will score on his return to st james's park um matt cpfc has said three nil palace wow that's optimistic um will luca penalty shall be sent off after a fracas with Kabai in the 51st minute <laughs> very specific uh two one palace from nick palace h with zaha and dan to score and then quite a few one ones have been coming in there as well, which is I think going to be sort of a. If you're a betting man, you'd put it on one one. Um, Mikey and Patrick of the Hosedale Radio family have both said one one. Penge has said two two, and then Tim's gone for a two one Palace win. Albert, first live prediction of the season. What, what are you going for? Ooh, I'm going to go for a edgy one nil away victory. For us, obviously. And who's going to score the goal? Uh, I think Dwight Gale own goal. Dwight Gale. <laughs> that, but, that still, that, but that still won't stop people saying what a great finisher he is and we should never let him go. <laughs> uh, just races away and slots it past. Um, yeah. Uh, who, who's in goal? Who's in goal? I've, I've still got Chris next to me. Rob Elliott's in goal. He's going to slot it past Rob Elliott. There you go. Um <laughs> And Mr. Philpott. Okay, before I do my producer, William has just said 3-1 Palace, okay? Uh, I was thinking along those lines, but actually listening to Chris earlier on, uh, I'm going to revise mine. 1-1 draw. I think it'll be a score draw. And this will surprise everybody. My scorer will be Andros Townsend on his return back to St. James's Park. Yeah, there you go. So someone that's mimicking one of our listeners who um, I've had too many beers to go back and look and find who it was. <laughs> um, I am going to go for this week. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Palace win. I think um, the confidence um, is going to be higher. Zaha was unplayable on the weekend and I'm just, he's only going to get fitter and stronger as each game goes on. Uh, there's a couple of players in our lineup have got the ex-player curse that could occur with Townsend and Kavaya both on there. So I'll go for a 2-1 Palace win and I'm going to say that Zaha will get both of them. On Twitter, the poll, there were three options this week. Why were we ever so worried? A point's a point and we never win there anyway. 60 of, 60% of you said a point's a point. 25% are expecting a win and 15% are going for a loss. Let's hope they are wrong. Next up, we're going to have a message from the review show. So over to you, Hambo. Hi, Chris Hambo from the review show here. I've really struggled to say review show. I keep wanting to say review show every time. Anyway, uh, this is a message both for the listeners of the preview show and, of course, for the wonderful host 
is Terence Ford, who is known, obviously, to us as the Adrian Durham of Homestone Radio. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> he has stolen my gig on BT Sport. It's just, yeah, he's just he's prettier than me. That's what it is. They, they, you know, he does one video group when I'm not available, and all of a sudden it's him at 8 p.m. on BT Sport instead of me. Well, who the hell do you think you are, eh? Hey, taking my work, taking food out of my kids' mouths. I know they get paid nor have kids but you know <laughs> you know anyway uh, I hope all of you wonderful people are enjoying the dulcet tones of uh, Terence Ford and assuming uh, Mr Nick Philpott as well who's Terence's foil on the show uh, there'll be some other kind of guests that uh, I'm not made aware of until after it's recorded but listen it's a fascinating show and it, it just goes to show you how good um, a, a podcast would be if it's actually written and prepared Whereas what we do on the review show is just spontaneous. It comes out of our brains immediately. Um, but that doesn't make it any better or any worse. It is, it is better. It is. It is. So do join us every Sunday at 8pm. And obviously subscribe uh, stuff on the podcast things. Right. And that's it. Just It just seems to be all over so quickly. Bit, it does. Bit, like my love life. Um, <laughs> um, I don't so we can do it again in about 20 minutes if you're going to have something. <laughs> At my age, mate, it takes a little bit longer than 20 minutes to recover. <laughs> I'm, I'm more like Wilfred Zaha. It takes me like two months. <laughs> um, and then people say, why can't you do it every week? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, hmm. Yes, this is um, very, very professional, guys. Um, so, I would like to say thank you to Billiam for producing in the background, even if he is doing it on a glass full of gin. <laughs> um, and thank you to Chris Thomas for joining us and um, giving us his authentic Geordie accent. We love that, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> and um, obviously, Albert, it's great to have you back on. Well, nice be, be, back. be off work more often, sir. Yeah, I'll try. Okay, good. You don't you don't need to work anyway. You've got an Oscar, haven't you? Do you have an Oscar? Uh, no. Oh, not yet. Not yet, mate. Not, not yet. yet. I've he- I've held one. <laughs> is, um, is, it, is that what you is that what you call your um what? Harvey Wa- it was Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it was Harvey Weinstein. He said it was an Oscar, but the lights were off, so he- <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah, what's going to happen now, listeners, is we're going to have a conversation about whether we take that out or not. <laughs> but um, that will be That's off right. there. That's exactly what I said to him. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Nick, Nick, Phil Pot, um, Yeah, Okay, I'll, I'll jump some, in if you like. Some normality. <laughs> don't forget to look out for Phil Pot's player predictions on Homestead Online later this week. Yes, indeed. Where um, you got Speroni right this week, so that was. I got Speroni and Zaha right this week. Yeah, very impressive. So you. you can find that on all the socials, which is usually something around the name of Whole Radio that will get you there. So thank you for everyone who contributed to the show through Twitter and all of our social medias this week. And we promise we will be back next weekend, win, lose, or draw. <laughs> so until the next time, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in?
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.